0: If you aren't testing, you need to start testing. If you are testing, you need to start testing with your CRO team. With Emily Potter from Search Pilot. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain, and this is SEO in 2022. Emily, what's your number one SEO tip for 2022?
1: My number one tip is that. I know I talk about it all the time and I work at Search Pilot, so it's maybe unsurprising, but if you're not already doing SEO testing, you really need to start bringing that into your SEO strategy. And if you are already testing, the next evolution that you need to be doing is testing with your product or CRO teams and testing all of your changes for both on-page metrics, your conversions, as well as for SEO traffic. We have things like Core Web Vitals coming out now, so these two things are blending much more and they're a good source of big... Organic wins.
0: So why aren't more SEOs testing at the moment?
1: I mean, there's a cost barrier to entry, definitely. So a solutions like Search Pilot, we're well aware, is expensive and it's not for everyone. So that's one limitation. So outsourcing it is maybe difficult. The second, I think a lot of people just don't realize that they can do it with some of the tools that are available to them. So if you're a smaller website, you know, you have. Things like Google Tag Manager, it's not my ideal solution, but you can do testing in different ways. Or you can even just do before and after. You can try and get a bit of a better idea. Um, Moving up, if you have a bit more time and resource and technical aptitude, there's things like Edge SEO that we've talked about on Majestic before. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of it is one, awareness, or two, not having time or resources to do it
0: yeah check out that webinar with emily on um edge seo that's really um cutting edge stuff you know great conversation there but um maybe let's focus in on getting started with testing um so what are some easy ways for seos to get started
1: uh i think like learning to split up your pages as one thing so what we talk about with seo versus something like conversion rate optimization testing The main way to test for SEO is we're just testing for one user, Googlebot. So you want to split up your pages. So the first thing I think to get used to is finding ways to split up pages that are similar on your website to then test small changes. So, you know, coming up with hypotheses and getting used to the SEO testing process is one way to start. Um, So, yeah, you want to identify pages that are similar on the same template and maybe you change half of them change the title tag, you don't change the other, and then you leave that running and monitoring for a while. Um, so I think, yeah, the starting point is just starting to develop hi- SEO hypotheses and getting used to this idea of, okay, some of these things that we think are natural or best practice or obvious are maybe not. And how can we find more ways to get data to make sure that the things we're recommending are actually useful?
0: Okay. So if we're focusing in on something specific, if you're an e-commerce site, then maybe you've got category pages on a certain template and uh, you've got thousands of categories pages you can you can quite quite simply split them up 50 50 in your system um focusing on your title what would be something that would be worthwhile testing in your title would it be some kind of offer to begin with maybe half price shipping free shipping or or something like that um or is it more of a permanent change that you would recommend testing
1: yeah so i mean We've done tests like that of testing different shipping things. So, yeah, if you're going to roll out a promo, you know, Black Friday, those sorts of things, they're good to test. You know, one year Black Friday, you might test it. You figure out, yeah, okay, doing it this way is a big uplift. The next year, you can just roll with that and get that gains. Um, More permanent things like testing your prices and your titles is something that a lot of e-commerce... Uh, companies are doing or changing phrasing of how you're testing the head terms, cutting out the secondary keyword and just testing the primary keyword, different ways of shortening your titles. Um, so yeah, focusing on like how are you going to change click-through rate as well, not just rankings.
0: Okay, great. Is it... Um generally detrimental to have an offer that isn't keyword rich near the beginning of a title? Or um, is it more important to have something that's hyper relevant in terms of offer for the reader to, to click through?
1: So the tests that I've seen over tested offers have been negative. I wouldn't want to say that's a blanket rule.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I do think what's most useful for the user is important to keep towards the front of your title tag, especially if something's truncating. We've seen mixed results with like shortening title tags, so truncation is not necessarily a problem unless it's truncating out the part that your users are going to find really useful and informative to tell you what that page is about.
0: Okay, and can you also split test what's on your page as well, so that the content on the page and the impact that that has on SEO?
1: Yeah, yeah. Content is still matters. Um, we've done a lot of you know SEO text tests because you know, you always have Google saying SEO text doesn't really matter. You don't really need that. And we're finding, you know, content is pretty much always useful still. Um, Google definitely isn't at the level yet where it can just understand a page without some sort of help to help it understand what that page is about. So yeah, definitely on-page content. And I mean, also things like changing your images. You can test different like compression of images for site speed. There's all kinds of different things that you can test once you start to get used to that mentality.
0: Okay, so some content is necessary still for Google. Are you in the bandwagon of um, being able to say X amount of words a minimum is required for pages that you're trying to rank?
1: I wouldn't ha- be so close to having like a specific cutoff limit. Um, but I will say, you know, We've had e-commerce customer where we just, they had no content at all. We added a single line of copy and it was like a 20% uplift to organic traffic. We've had others where they already have tons of content and we've added a little bit and it did nothing that we could detect. So I do think it's more about, it's relative to the page. So if there's not really any content there, any content at all is probably going to help. If you already have a lot of like well-developed content, uh, uh, then it might not impact as
0: much. Okay. And um, just, just staying on, I guess, that, that that content for the page, is it still important or is it important to have content quite high um, up within the page and also the page coding for search engines to discover? Or does it not really matter in terms of where that content is positioned?
1: Yeah, we are seeing like the higher above the fold, the more importance you give to that content and it seems to have a bigger impact. So um, another customer, um, it's like an aggregator of service providers website. So we tested adding unique content and we put it above the fold. And this is actually when we tested for talking about testing CRO and SEO. It was like, again, over 20% uplift for uh, SEO, but then it was actually like a 13% decline for conversions. So that was a net impact. It was still positive on conversions, but now we're trying to test it lower down the page to see if we can keep the SEO benefit without getting the conversion hit lower down the page. It, helped, um, but not nearly as much as higher on the page. So it does seem like you get more from that content when it's further up the fold.
0: So is it always possible for SEOs and CROs to work together and to increase the the relevance and, and use of their various tests that they come up with? Or um, is, it, uh, is it sometimes um, only appropriate just, just to have one of those departments to develop a test?
1: I think fine, the companies we see doing it best have two different departments that work well together. Um, but that doesn't always happen. I think every SEO knows working with product teams is not necessarily, you don't always see eye to eye. You don't always recognize that what each other is doing matters for each other. Um, so I definitely it is a challenge, but I think there's still tests that are SEO tests that aren't probably going to have much impact on CRO. So it's it's more efficient if the SEO team can run their tests. And when there's a test that impacts both teams, you can coordinate together to run it. Um, but there's a lot of project management that comes in because you can't run the same test on the same page, two tests on the same page at the same time. So you need to make sure, you know, there's not a product test going at the same time. So you also There's a getting good ideas from each other reason to do it, but also there is just a business operation argument for why you should be working together because otherwise you're going to be clashing with each other. Okay.
0: (laughs) If there's a lot of butting heads going on (laughs) between those two departments, what's maybe an example of one or two tests that can be done that may be likely to positively impact both SEO and CRO?
1: Um, So adding like new components to the pages, we see that also, you know, Like on travel websites, we've seen product teams develop like, you know, maps that do cool things for users and those end up giving really big uplifts to SEO as well. Um, So those sorts of things that product teams can develop and only really they have the skill set to develop well. Also, we found they have really good benefits to SEO, but then you can kind of, when you're working together on the test, then you have an SEO team that's like able to inform what the heading is, maybe, and you can kind of put some of those SEO elements in it as well. Or one thing that we talk about is like server side rendering JavaScript instead of client side rendering if it's going to have important content in it. Um, or like bringing stuff out of tabs, we're still seeing that help SEO. So again, these are kind of things that I think. The sum of the parts is greater than, their, I think it's a phrase, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when it comes to some of these experiments.
0: So how long should tests run for and how much data is required in order to derive a meaningful result from them?
1: Uh, so I don't want this to put, so for search pilot specifically, we tell people for a test, we want a minimum of like to be produce a good model and be reliable and be able to be pretty sensitive. Um, We say like at least a thousand sessions a day saying that I've run tests that have worked at 200 sessions, 400 sessions a day. So it's, but what happens when you lower that sample size amount is you're only going to detect detect big wins. So when you have tons of traffic, we've detected like 1% uplift, 2% uplift. When you reduce that, you know, you're going to struggle with getting anything under 10% detected with statistical confidence. Uh, And then generally, and then that also impacts runtime. So if you have a huge website with a big sample size, you know, you're talking thousands of sessions a day, you might get a result within two weeks. Um, When you lower that down, it might be three weeks, four weeks, because... Google takes longer to crawl those pages usually too. There's a bit of a correlation between how much traffic a website gets and how often Google's crawling and indexing it and therefore how quickly the impact is going to be seen. So it does depend on the size, but I'd say at least two weeks generally at a minimum and up to six really.
0: And there are obviously only so many tests that you can be running at the same time. So if you've got many different things that you want to be testing, how do you... How do you determine which is likely to have the, the biggest meaningful impact?
1: We use a kind of, to decide how to prioritise experiments, we consider two factors. Impact, um, so what do we think the impact of this will be? That's A lot of that's informed from our previous testing. So we know you know something like internal linking tends to have a really big impact. Something like a meta description test doesn't usually move the needle, or it does in some cases. So we always we consider that, but then also level of effort. So you know, internal linking while it can be high impact, you, there's a lot of complications around measurement with that because you're changing two different sets of pages, um, and so there's a lot more build that goes into that. So maybe while that's a great impactful experiment, we might be like it's going to take a lot of time to build or it's going to need dev resources we don't have right now. So we're always playing between those two factors.
0: So. If- If an SEO is hearing what you're saying and thinking, Emily, you're absolutely right. I need to spend more time testing. I'm not doing any testing at the moment. I need to start testing. But they haven't got much time. Uh, What's something that an SEO will be typically doing at the moment that probably isn't as valuable as doing what you suggest?
1: I think like optimizing and re-optimizing content, particularly things like meta descriptions, alt tags, even now title tags are getting overwritten. So you're seeing more and more of these kind of on-page optimizations are or meta, sorry, meta changes, metadata changes are mattering less. So I, they're still important to test, but I think, you know, the hours that you spend on keyword research and then you spend it again a couple months later and everyone's arguing over it, I just don't think that's as valuable as it used to be. Um, so I think that's a one area I can definitely think of that maybe you could save some time. And you also have things like GPT-3 uh, that are starting to be able to generate Content with AI again. It's not really at an advanced level to out like over like get rid of copywriters. I'm not saying that, but again, things like title tags, where you can just put in some important keywords and it can generate a ton of them for your category pages or something. That can be a really useful tool to kind of save you some time to do more other things like testing.
0: When will AI be good enough to get rid of copywriters?
1: <laughs> I hopefully I don't, never. To be <laughs> honest, I don't. I don't know. I'm still. I don't think I'm fully on the like robots are going to replace everything side of the argument, um, but maybe that's me being an optimist.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully um, robots won't replace everything. I <laughs> wonder who's going to be talking in our in our place at some point in the future. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I still think humans have a lot of context and knowledge and emotions that I think make content
0: better absolutely emily potter is head of customer success at searchpilot.com emily thanks so much for being part of seo in 2022
1: thank you
0: check out the rest of the content from seo in 2022 over at seo in 2022.com